folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, it's uh, it's been a minute, man. It's good to it's good to be back here in this space with you. How have you been? It is. I've been good, Sean. I've been I've been really busy working. Uh, I'm not sure where you've been, but uh, the folks can't on vacation. Yeah, uh, it must be nice, Sean. Sean. Sean's got. I think you've got what? What are you up to? Eight or nine weeks of vacation uh, John, now? No, I, this isn't Europe, man. I wish. That'd be great. That would be that would be uh, suggestive of a totally different kind of uh, society. You know what I mean? That, uh, that absolutely value. I wish we had European vacations. That, that values things in a different way. No, we, we've been uh, we've missed a couple of weeks in the last few weeks, and um, you know, you you had some time off. I had some time off. You uh, you came back last week and went to the Rocket Mortgage and wrote a couple columns. One of which uh, I know you want to talk about, which leads to me to my look. This column is a great way to introduce this other topic because i think they dovetail and that is i get asked from time to time if we actually like each other and uh, of course i always say the same thing yes we we you know damn near love each other and have for a long time but i can understand why people some people might think that because you know the nature of what we do or trying to rib each other maybe sometimes the tone gets lost in translation but uh in any case i i don't know that you get asked that i'm curious if you do I, I don't get asked that. Um, and I don't know, is this social media or is this in person where people you know in person? Uh, pe- people in person generally, yeah. In person, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't I don't ever get asked that. Um, so I'm I'm a little surprised, but like I think I think when you when you have a debate style show, right, on first take or anything like that, uh Bayless and and uh you know, Stephen A and, you know, whatever you want. Um, it always, there's going to be some contentious moments and all that. And do you like, you wonder, do these people like each other? Do they hate each other? Well, it's really hard to work together, especially for an extended period of time and not like each other. So, um, uh, I don't know if it's, um, but I'll tell you this, it's not a shtick. I mean, we, we, we debate even more, you know, vigorously, you know, off camera and off the odd, off the audio, don't you think? <laughs> uh, sometimes we do. And then sometimes we have, you know, very uh, heartfelt conversations, right? So you just, it just, it just, oh, yeah. it, just it just really depends on what's happening. So this, this first subject, and we're going to talk about the mortgage golf and we, we, we can, we can mention free agency toward the end of this. We got a fairly quick show today, guys, because, and gals, sorry, we, uh, we need to get Carlos to a baseball game. And um, it's where it's where he does uh, some of his best work. Not that he doesn't know about other sports. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But uh, but the, but the man loves baseball. Uh, I think he likes baseball other than the Dodgers. That's not clear. But we'll we'll figure that out. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know. So all right, you wrote a you and, and the, I'm really interested in this. And this is gonna this is a good test for me, uh, Carlos, if I may say so, because. We're about to talk about a column that I had very, uh, pretty clear ideas about, and it speaks to sometimes I think why people wonder if we get along because we, although we see the world very similarly and we, uh, you know, we've developed a, a nice bond over the last twenty years, we see sports journalism often very, very differently, and that's a very specific thing. And um, in any case, so I, I'll let you set this up and, and how this came about. But you wrote a column about Ricky Fowler trying to sort of uh well you basically said you don't get why people like him so much why he draws such big galleries and that sort of thing and i'm sure you got a lot of response what 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 was the genesis of that 
the genesis was that uh, it, what I what I compared it to is he was getting Tiger Woods like crowds, and I think I think the one time you went to the Buick Open, you probably did follow Tiger Woods, Sean. So you know what I'm talking about is he was it was like Elvis, you know, out there and and just massive crowds, you know, ten deep, you know, halfway down the fairway. And that's what, that's what we saw with Ricky, you know, was, uh, and it's been like that for a while. Like he's been popular on the PJ tour. He's been on the tour for 10 years or so at this point. Um, but it was just this overwhelming and he's been at the, at the rocket mortgage all five years that has been played. Um, he has only, he's never finished in the top 10. So, um, and he's a good player, but not a great player. He just won a sixth PGA tour title and he's never won a major. He, Obviously, came close a couple of weeks ago at uh, the U.S. Open, but I've just never quite understood it because uh, you know, and that, that was a lot of the stuff people were texting or email, not texting, but emailing me, tweeting like, "Why don't you get your jerk?" Blah blah blah. He's a nice guy. There's a lot of nice guys on the PJ Tour. There's a lot of guys who are colorful, and actually, he's not colorful. He's boring. He's a boring talker. He's he does pretty much what most other golfers do. They sign autographs. They they smile, they, they wear cool clothes, whatever it is. Um, he was, when he first broke out, he was different because he wore these really colorful outfits. Uh, his, he's famous for wearing like these neon orange Sunday clothes in honor of Oklahoma state where he went, he had long hair, he looked like a surfer, looked a lot more like Leonardo DiCaprio at the time. I, but it's just, I just don't understand the, the, in, the overwhelming love that this guy gets. Um, I, I I don't have anything against him. You know, I, I, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. Um, I just don't know. I mean, I, I just, I can't, I can't put my finger on it and nobody else could either, by the way, nobody else, uh, could men even as all the criticism I got, nobody gave me an answer of, well, this is why, or it's just like, he's a nice guy and he signs autographs. Yes. Yeah, so do a lot of people. So I just don't get it. Um, uh, it was not a criticism of him. He was having a very fine tournament through three rounds. It looked like he, he had a, he had the one shot lead going in the final round. So he was playing very well and he's a rocket mortgage ambassador and all that stuff. And it's good for the tournament. It's good for a tournament to have a popular champion win. So, you know, no, no, no hate on rookie, but I just wondered what is it about it? And I, I never got an answer, Sean. Well, okay. So, <laughs> uh, now you're gonna pack it. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna give me the rock solid answer and reason well, why. Well, so uh, I have. I, I mean, tiger like love. No, it's just. Of course, I have ideas about why he's popular. But, but let's let's take a, a a step or two or ten away from that. <laughs> and and here's the thing. This is why I think sometimes I get asked about this show and and us and so forth. And and you and I do to, to discuss a lot about this this business we're in off uh, camera away from the microphone for sure and they're they're uh you know very respectful conversations i think if anything we probably um get a little bit more heated in this space than we do when we're talking to this regularly but uh you know maybe that's just the show business i don't know maybe we think we're supposed to do that who knows in any case so to me i understand right about ricky fowler he's the most popular player at the at the rocket mortgage obviously and that was your your thing I mean, that was good. There's news value in that. It makes sense. You know, golf's not as popular as it used to be. So just from a journalism standpoint, absolutely. Not only that, he was leading the tournament. So that all makes sense. 
to me, and this is the difference sometimes in the two of us and how we look at this, I want exactly the opposite of what you wrote about. I want you to tell me why you think he's popular. I want you to figure it out and think about it and go through your mind and all your experience on the golf course and sports in general and fandom and throw out some theories as to why this guy's got the crowds that he does. To me, that was what was interesting, right? I wanted your expertise as a golf person, as a sports person, as a lifelong sports fan, as a, uh, a, a fan yourself before you had to, you know, do it for a living. Not had to, but, and so, so that's the, that's the difference in us, right? And that, and I think, and I'm not going to get upset. I'm upset about it. I mean, I don't want people, right? We just, we just look at it differently. Now, having said that real quickly, he, he look, here's the thing. You, you, you answered your own question a little bit. Yes, the outfits had a lot to do with it. A lot. The hair, and he's good looking. Don't ever underestimate that, right? <laughs> Human beings are just drawn to what, uh, to, to, I mean, they just are, to people that stand out. Sure, of and, course. and so that's part of it. You add that to, you say he's a good player, not a great player, but here's the thing. This is, and to me, this is the key with Ricky Fowler. He looked like he might be a great player. He did. He, he flirted with, how many top tens did he have in the majors, you know, the first five, six years of his career, seven years of his career, whatever, a fair amount. He looked like, and, he, and, and the shot making we saw from him from time to time, combined with how close he was getting, then adding in to the, the, the charm of the color, you know, the colors in his clothes and the, the hair and the way he kind of, the way he kind of carried himself. You, you say he's boring, but that's, that's talking in an interview afterwards. That's when he opens his mouth. People don't care about that so much. They're reacting to the presence and the persona, you know, from T.D. Green. But he didn't get there, right? So he has this following because he's colorful and he's different and he's clearly talented. And he looks like, wow, this guy, be one, this guy might be one of the greats. And then he doesn't get there. And for whatever reason, in golf, sometimes you see this in, in other sports too, when somebody gets close and they look like they might have something special, but then it's not quite there, I think a lot of people have a soft spot for that. So when he's, you know, you know what I mean? You watch, if he ever does win a major, people will go crazy at, on, on the course, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the story of Ricky Fowler is really the story of unfulfilled potential. You know, um, and it's been a really long time since he broke out and was a kid and he looked like, you know, possibly the next big thing, you know, and it just it, it just hasn't happened. And I understand people liking him. There's a lot of golfers people like, you know, for sure. But to get. You know, the adoration that he gets, I, I, that's what I don't I just don't understand that. I just don't. I don't get that level of love for Ricky. Um, and it's not like he, it's not like he isn't, you know, finishing in the money. It's not like he's missing every cut. I mean, he's he makes cuts and he, I mean, I think he's just on course earnings alone, like 43 million, you know, in his career. Plus you're talking, he's a popular spokesperson too. He's always had decent endorsement deals. So, um, it's not like the guy is losing his card and fighting his way back through Q school to get on the tour and all this stuff. I mean, you know, he's a good golfer, um, you know, but if he doesn't win a major, he will be an insignificant forgotten player in golf. Like he just five six wins now, you know, nothing. I don't believe he's had one like elite win 
Um, I can't remember. Maybe the maybe the Wells Fargo, something like that. But nothing, nothing like the Players Championship or something like that. Um, you know, even the Memorial. I don't. You know, he hasn't won these like long-standing, like quasi majors that everybody plays. So that's that's what I don't get. It's just the level of love for this guy, um, and that it's endured. You know, and and credit to him and his marketing team or whatever it is. Uh, you know, he's he's kept his image clean. He's he's not never said the wrong thing. Likeable on the tour. He's got a really good reputation. Um, but I just. I don't know. I mean, there's just athletes like that once in a while who pop up, who people really love, and it's hard to to pinpoint. Like, what is it? Um, but I will say, the thing I like about Ricky winning is, you know, because he's so popular, that's really good for a tournament like the Rocket Mortgage because the Rocket Mortgage is just never going to get these elite feels. It's never get going to get the Rory's and the Tigers and those kind of guys. And it was a great tournament. Um, it was it was it was close. It was tight throughout. Anybody could have won that tournament at the end, and it was a dramatic. I mean, it, I I don't think I've seen. I haven't covered as dramatic of a win in a long time in a golf tournament. Um, I mean, like Tiger in '08. I was at that U.S. Open and Tory. But um, and even that one had to go to a playoff the next day, eighteen holes. Um, but this one, this was so cool the way he won it with birdies on back-to-back holes, you know, one to get in the playoff and one to win it and from the junk. And it was it was cool. And I was happy. I was happy for Ricky to win it, you know, as a human. Sean, I know you know I'm human sometimes. As a human, you know, the 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 empathy I felt as a fellow golfer too, it all came together for him. He won it. But also I was happy for the crowd because the crowd you know, whether I understand or not, the crowd was behind him and they wanted him, wanted to see him win. Um, uh, you know, and he had, he had a really worthy opponent in that playoff in Colin Morikawa. Adam Hanawin's a pretty good player too, but, but Morikawa is a two-time major champ. Um, I thought this was all going to be, I mean, Morikawa had a great round and I thought, oh, he's going to win here in the playoff for sure. Ricky's going to be a hard luck loser and all this stuff. Um, but it was cool. It was really cool to see that standing on the 18th green, watching him and the explosion of the crowd. So uh, congrats to him. Um, it w- and this will only, this especially in Detroit, it would only increase the love that the fans have for him. Yeah, so it would be cool to see him back. I just don't think it's that complicated on some level. You, 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 you answered your own questions. Again, get back to this idea. And I also think that readers, and what we do in particular, expect us to step out of our own. Like, it's funny, the, the Taylor Swift phenomenon, the, the place, her cultural relevancy and where she is and how popular she is. And she was just in Detroit and sold out Ford Field a couple of times and all the fans that come and dress like her. And that's a much bigger scale than Ricky Fowler, but it's a similar idea. I am not a, particularly a fan of Twi- Taylor Swift's music, right? Her, just the, the music itself, the, the, the musicality, whatever, it doesn't, doesn't relate to my ears However, I understand why she's popular and I, and I have a lot of respect for how she does her, her business. I mean, from what I know, just from the public. So I, I, that's how I try to do it. Okay. Maybe I don't like that personally. It's not that I dislike her music. It's just, it's not my favorite music, but, but I, I I think her place in our culture is, is important and is cool in a lot of ways. And I love this sort of, it reminds me a little bit when I was young and Madonna came up, you know, you can say what you want about her voice and her music and 
but she was her own sort of unique entity. And I think Taylor Swift's similar in that way. And I just think that's cool. And, and Ricky Fowler, again, is nowhere near that level, right. And culturally, but, but, you know, my, I hate to bring my boys in it, but they've loved him from the start because he was fun to your point. He was fun and colorful and really talented. And he wasn't fun. No, he was. He was colorful. He was, he was different. You're he thinking, looked like, but you're thinking he looked like of, a kid to kids. It's not just that. He had the longer hair. So he, he was different and fun. You're thinking about what being. How was he fun? What's fun about having orange clothes and having long or, hair? It's, <clears> wasn't it's just just or, it wasn't just orange. It was yellow. No, whatever. it's not. Yellow, it's, pink, whatever. It's not just an image. The idea of what you decide, you show up in a press box and you wear uh, a little bit more formal clothes than any other sports writer in Detroit. And you do that for a reason. That is that is not uh, a meaningless decision that you make in the morning on a game day for the Lions or whatever press marks you're going to. There's a reason you do it. And so to, so to dismiss, there, of course there is. So to dismiss, you make a conscious choice about what to put on and what that's, how that's going to reflect to the world. That's not meaningless. It's, it's not. And so, so do you, of course I do. And of course I do. It's called clothes. We yeah. all, we all, but, but we don't all wear the same. We're not in one big giant Catholic school, all wearing the same uniform. <laughs> we have individual, we make choices. Those are real choices. They're those colors. That doesn't make us interesting. That I'm not saying it's readable or We're successful. Not, you're, you're again, this is why, this is why readers get frustrated with you sometimes. It's not, Fun and interesting aren't necessarily the same things. It, the colors are fun. His talent was fun. You're thinking about what he's going to say. Is he witty? Is he interesting? Does he speak on world affairs? Is he self-reflective? Whatever. That has nothing to do with any of it. Nothing. Tell and, me what. Tell me. Tell me your favorite rookie follower shot in his golf career. Tell me. I, I, can't, I can't tell you that about any yeah. other Can golfer than Tiger. Tell me your favorite. That's the only favorite person. Tiger or Phil. Favorite shot? No, there are a couple of flat shots, flop shots from Phil for sure. You can't. His game is his game is not memorable. He doesn't have a memorable game. He's a he's an excellent golfer. He's a very good PGA Tour pro. He's not an elite pro. He doesn't have a. You're talking style. about that right now, though. There's, his game isn't interesting. It, it's but okay. it was it was interesting enough to get him in the top ten of major after major after major, and that also made him interesting for a lot of fans who really wanted him to win and he couldn't do it. So not getting there it was similar with Dustin Johnson, although he didn't have, he had a different kind of swag, obviously. That dude could hit a 400 yards. No, for sure. But, but that, you know, he hit it further, but Fowler has a certain kind of control. He's a great iron player, all that sort of stuff. And, and, and golf fans enjoy that. They could see the talent. It didn't materialize. And so that makes him interesting now in a different way when he was, when he was younger, but it's not that, it's not that complicated. It's like Peyton Manning was super popular and uh, and couldn't win the big one, right? But people could see the talent and the way he managed it. It's just it's just different. I you know how do you explain Djokovic, who's arguably the best tennis player ever, is nowhere near as popular as Federer or Nadal, right? Not that I want to turn this into a tennis podcast, but you know what I mean. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, because he's. You know, you have your social channel, social media and all that. And Mickelson, that's one of the reasons Mickelson's always been popular is he's very outspoken. He's colorful. He's very interesting on Twitter. Uh, you know, Fowler is not. I mean, there's like he is he is the equivalent, the human equivalent of vanilla 
Um, I just, that's what's perplexing to me. Um, I don't have anything against them. You don't, most golfers are boring actually. So I'm not, it's nothing unique really in that sport. Yeah. Um, but, but Michael, and again, I just don't understand the love that goes along with but it. That's again, all. Yeah. It's just because he, he was a really, really good, is a good player. It looked like he might be a great player and he was different. That's really all it is. It's not that complicated. I guess it's the clothes. Oh, well, hey, and the Andre hair. Agassi, to go back to tennis, Andre Agassi, right? Images everything back in the day, those commercials. Yeah, no. He was right. He, no, for sure. Now, he backed it. But like Fowler, Agassi had a lot of talent. But you, you, I would probably argue Agassi had more talent relative to tennis than Fowler does to golf. But that's oh, by, by far. But, but that's neither here nor there. They, they both have talent. And, um, and that and that's the thing, but it's just yeah, he's fun. He was different, and that that always happens. And you've seen you've seen that any any time anybody looks a little bit. Plus, it's a very conservative sport. Of course, he was going to be popular with those colors. It wasn't just the orange; it was the yellow. The yellow is what I remember, or, or the lime green, didn't he? Blue, yeah, pink. But it wasn't. But it wasn't a royal. Covered it. It wasn't a royal blue. It wasn't a dark. <laughs> you know, it was a. It was a, a not a cobalt. I'm trying to think of what kind of blue it was, but it was. They were, they were Pacific um, teal. Yeah, I mean he he. Well, don't forget, hey, a long time ago, you know, I mean Jack Nicholas would wear yellow, and then Tiger would wear you know uh, red on Sundays, and so it's not like nobody's ever worn color before on the tour. But I I understand what you're saying. When he came out, I remember the first thing when he came out. He was like, and I. You I noticed him. Know. You noticed him, right? You noticed him. I noticed him. I know he'd had a good co- career at Oklahoma State. I don't remember if he won the USAM or an NCAA title or whatever, but he he came out with a really good reputation as a great college player. And he was very different that way. He looked very different. Um, but I remember very quickly like thinking, like his quotes aren't very interesting, and he's not demonstrative. He doesn't, the tiger fist pumps, he doesn't have that on the court. Like, I just couldn't figure it out right away. And I'm like, well, maybe it'll happen, maybe. And I, he was a very good player and had a lot of promise. Um, but there was nothing about his game that I was drawn to. Um, so I've always, I guess, been a little bit uh, perplexed by this. But, uh, uh, you know, hey, I, it's... I. I don't hold it against anybody. You can root for who you want to root for. If you love Ricky, you love Ricky and uh, more power to you. But but. people don't put as much. And this is the thing. This is what I would ask. And this is our sometimes when we talk about what what are we doing as journalists? Thinking about it from others perspective, right? I mean, I understand our role as a columnist to give an opinion, but that opinion is not in a vacuum. It, 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 It comes from living in, you know, on a planet with eight other billion people. And we're we're all connected to some degree, and uh, in one way or the other, and that's that's where we're writing from. So, the, the the truth is, for a lot of people, they don't care what comes out of the mouth, like like we might, because we're we're more worried about a story or, or a narrative, or you in, know, in the days of social media, you don't think people care about what comes out of somebody's mouth? Not not in terms of uh, whether they're popular or not. Yeah, if they say the wrong thing, but that's not the point. I'm talking about do they need to be interesting verbally right to be to be interesting or compelling and he i don't know if he's interesting or not but he's compelling and that's really all that matters there are plenty of athletes i mean what did michael jordan ever say until he got much much older right nothing now i'm not again comparing 
Fowler to, to join. Yeah, that's it's different. But, but <laughs> he was but, so amazing. But he he said nothing. His, Tiger said nothing. His, exactly. His it, Jordan's most famous quote was "Republicans buy t- shoes too." He didn't want to offend. He didn't want to offend anybody. He he, right. he made it a point to be vanilla. But obviously, he was like we'd never unlike anything we'd ever seen before. I'm not saying Fowler's that. But in a way, and when he came along in golf, and this is a post-Tiger kind of, you know, fall, um, he stood out. And people were looking for anything, uh, golf fans, I think. And they, they gravitated towards him. And he has not led, he's not lived up to that promise he showed early. I mean, I, you know, I don't think. Do you? Fowler? Yeah. No, he, 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 unfulfilled potential, I think, is what you said. And, yeah, uh, and, and he went for a year or so without a win and obviously, you know, was was playing okay in spots and had some decent finishes and playing well actually coming into the he shot a sixty the week before a traveler. So um that's what's always been perplexing about it is you always just see his name hovering near the top of the leaderboard and um but that, not there. Yeah, that makes it interesting though, right? Unfulfilled potential is in and of yeah. itself often compelling. Right. And I mean, I, the re, people love the redemption story too. Well, so that too, that too, no question. Be, they'll be rooting for him hard at the British Open. Uh, you can bet at the U.S. Open next year he'll be a big storyline. Oh, for sure, for so sure. Close, so. Okay, so now I think we're good. Now you can go back and take another swing at it and write it again. I think, I think, and I'd be interested to see now, now because you kind of answered your own questions. Oh, you know, I'm kidding. All right, man. Uh, look, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to punt on free agency. Um, with the Pistons and the Wings, the Wings are still yeah. Maybe that's okay. The Wings and the Pistons punt at a free agency. So it, well, it, exactly, good. and that's what we're going to talk about. The, we'll, we'll do that next week. The Wings still have some room to make a move. We'll see if they do. Eiserman uh, in his press conference a couple of days ago said that it's still a possibility they can go get a frontline score. I don't know that they will. Who knows? But uh, but uh, in any case, we'll we'll get through a lot of that next week, right? Because if we wait too much longer, man. We're going to be talking about football for months, right? So we need to be able to get get this uh, get this other stuff in. So next week, barring something, right? Who knows? Maybe maybe another Ricky Fowler column. We'll get in, we'll get into free agent. But let's let's take a quick break and come back and wrap this show up with our favorite thing. Welcome back to Free Press Sports. All right, Carlos, we got a short show. We promised a short show. We're going to stick to our word for for once. And uh, <laughs> after all that scintillating talk about Ricky Fowler, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's uh, hear what your favorite thing was. My favorite thing, and I, I hope this isn't does not come off as some kind of weird like humble brag or whatever it is, but I just found out a couple of days ago on Facebook um, that. One of my cousins, the, really the the son of one of my cousins who I grew up with, um, her one of her sons just committed to UCLA to play basketball, and I knew that she she has two sons and they're both really good athletes. Her older son has just finished; I think he played Division One A or Division Two football, um, and they've always been very into athletics. And her younger son, Eric Freeney. Um, was a very good basketball player and she, you know, posts updates about him playing in travel ball and AAU and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, but 
when she posted, he's just, I think he was the first uh, person to commit to their class this year. Um, He's a shooting guard. I was just thunderstruck. I was like, this is, our family has not had any kind of athletic, we're not the Windsors. We are not this athletic. Well, we're not, we're not, we're not. Family. What's his, what's his name? What's his name? Eric Freeney is his name. He's a shooting guard. It's like six, four shooting guard. On what side, uh, what side of the family? My dad's side of the family. Um, but I, but I, I, I will say, I mean, um, his father, it was, I think a college football player himself. And, uh, I have not met his father. Um, so, but so it's not your dad's brother, my dad's brother's, uh, uh, daughter. Okay. So yeah, it's from my dad's side of the family. Um, but, uh, but regardless, I was just really, I was really taken aback that. I mean, you know, as you know, I mean, UCLA is college basketball royalty, and especially in LA, um, you know, they're a huge deal. So I was really impressed, really happy for Eric um, to get that. But it was just kind of weird, like, you know, um, that we have some kind of loose association. It's the first time I've no. ever had any kind of loose association to like elite athleticism, <laughs> you know, so that it was really cool. Uh, that's really cool, man. Congratulations. I, I do have a quick question. I don't want to step into it. This could be a whole podcast, but so your dad's brother's daughter, it's her, it's her son. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and the, and the, what's the heritage there? And I have, a, I have a reason for asking this. What's the heritage there? The heritage? Yeah. Because your father's Mexican American. My dad's Mexican. He grew oh, up in Mexico. Oh, I, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And so did his brother. Okay, yeah. so the daughter obviously has that heritage. I just yes. the reason I'm asking all this is because they just sent a player to the pros, Jaime uh, Juarez or Jock. I'm mis- I'm butchering his name. I'm sorry. And I just wondered if there's any sense of uh, community pride, uh, that kind of thing. Did that. that Maybe maybe that had nothing to do with anything, but he was. No, oh, I don't he's think a it great, has that. He's a he's been their best player for the last few years, and I'm not sure what his heritage is, but I just that made me wonder. I just thought that would be really cool if uh, if he's inspired in any way, you know. I don't think so. I don't think there's a connection to that. Um, but he's just uh, he's he's just a. I mean, I've seen video of him, and if it's huddle video, whatever it is in the past, like yeah, he's. Really, but you know, I, I can't judge a high school player. <laughs> like they just all look good to me. But it was like wow, and he got. I mean, obviously, he had offers like all over the place from really good schools. Um, but it'll be cool. I'd love to go out and see him play it. Poly Pavilion actually kind of is terrible for fans. They don't show up for some reason. Well, you better go. Fans. You better go see him play. You should be able to come see him play in Ann Arbor. To be honest, but whenever he'll play, whenever I can see him, I will. I, I mean, will or try to or, see or he's Lansing. I would imagine UCLA will, will over the next couple of years, unless he's a one and done. You'll probably get a chance to see him play here. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd love it. You know, you can get on the family list. How cool would that be? You can come out and write a column about how uh, every shot he missed was because of, uh, you know, his uh, his older cousin Carlos's bad genes. No, no, you blame it on me. No, no, no. That would be that would be super <laughs> cool. Well, that, that's awesome, man. Congrats. That's really cool. All right, I'm going to keep mine really quick. I, my my favorite thing was was July Fourth. I, I I for some reason work a lot of them, and um, I didn't. I was able to take it off to the point where it felt like a weekend on a Tuesday, and then. The day we're recording, which is Wednesday, felt like a Monday. So that's when you know you're out of it enough that 
Yeah. You actually, and it was, and it was just a quick break. And it's funny because I just had a week off and then you get this next day off and you're thinking, ah, oh, well, it's not going to, but it, it was, uh, yeah, it actually felt like a true, true day off and, uh, and a fourth. And that was kind of cool. And I haven't experienced that in a while. So that was it. That's it. Well, I, I worked, as you know, Sean, I actually worked uh, last week and only four days, but, uh, then I was off on Monday and Tuesday. And, and to me, those felt like Saturday and Sunday. I kept thinking on the fourth, I kept thinking it was Sunday. I'm like, Oh, it's quiet for Sunday. I, you know what? I, I expected to find the paper out on the porch on the Sunday paper on the fourth. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I love you off. It, but it's nice though, when you're off and in, in a situation like that, and to the point where it disorients you about the day of the week. That means yeah. that, that that that's a good sign, right? That you're you're doing it right. That you're actually kind of out of it a little bit in a good in a good way, in which which we need. And like you said, you'd worked a huge long week, four days long, and uh, and so you really you really plus you rode every day, which is you know that's saying something. Yeah, Tony Garcia, by the way, he came out for one of the days to help cover the tournament, and he's like, "What are you writing?" And I told him I was writing whatever the column was. He's like. Is that it? You're just writing one call? <laughs> it's like, yeah. He's like, well, he goes, okay, don't, don't, don't tire yourself out too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Tony, by the way, Tony Garcia, if you did not see it, please go back and read his story on um, Canada Day from, I think it was on Friday. No, Saturday, Friday. And sa- he wrote, he was there Friday and he wrote for Saturday. I believe it was, um, but he wrote, he tracked down some Canadians and uh, it was a, it was one of my favorite things he's written. So it was really fun, really good time with that call with that feature. Well, that sounds fun. Well, I enjoyed your coverage from the Rocket City uh, Classic. It's the classic, right? Rocket City. Uh, Rocket City. That's Huntsville. That's where I worked for. Sorry, Rocket good Mortgage. Lord. Rocket City's uh, Huntsville, Alabama. And, I and you're explaining golf to me. Okay. That's where my yeah. boys were. Yeah, just because I get the sponsorship wrong, I actually pay attention to the people playing the game. In any case, I enjoyed your coverage three out of the four days. It was great. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's uh, a good, hey, that's 750. I'm uh, 750. Uh, I take that. In fact, uh, you wrote a pre, pre-column I texted you about. It was really fun, you know? I remember. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but uh, in any case, I'm just kidding about the three or four days. It was all good. And uh, we'll be back next week, right, Carlos? Who do we need to thank? Because we got to get you out of here. You got to get the baseball. Well, we got to. We got to thank. I kind of, sort of, want to thank our producer, Robin Chan. But this is a really short show, so he's kind of stealing money from the company because it's not going to be hard work for him. Uh, although we did have some technical difficulties, so so uh, kudos to Robin. Thank you. And executive editors, uh, executive producers. I'm sorry, Kirkland Crawford and Anjanette Delgado, and the person who pays for the show and. Probably pays your salary, but not mine. Um, Prepress editor, Nicole Avery Nichols. And but, Sean, who do we have to thank mostly? You. I mean, not you, Carlos, thank although you, I thank, thank you, you every day. But uh, yeah, you, the listener. And we're, uh, we're, we're glad you spent a little time with us. You can obviously find us wherever you find your favorite podcast, Spotify, Apple, rate, subscribe. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we'd be grateful. Until then, Carlos, uh, when we are back next week with more Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. What do we say? Goodbye. Thank you. We love you. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, I like that. There you go. There you go. All right. You brought up Rocket City and the Germans and that. So, well, oh, look at you. You do know a little bit of history. Oh, I watched October Sky. You you know a little bit of history. See, I've always thought your calling was anywhere but sports. I mean, (laughs) the fact that you know the Germans are in Huntsville, Alabama tells me you're in the wrong wrong side of the paper. (laughs) And hockey, big hockey area, too. 
Uh, yeah, they like to fight. I used to go, yeah, yeah, that God, they, those, that level of hockey, man, it's nothing but fist fights. All right, we got to wrap this up. Let's uh, let's get out of here. We'll be back next week with more free press sports with Carlson Sean.